0: Hello, football fans. Welcome to another edition of Friday Night Football Replay, a Ken's 5 high school football podcast. I'm Cameron Songer with David Flores as we break down all the action from another great week of high school gridiron action across the San Antonio area. David, week nine now in the books. There's just two more weeks of the regular season. We're really getting down to crunch time.
1: We're getting there, and then that weather last uh, this past weekend really, really told us, hey, it's that time. It's, we're getting down to the as I said in my previous story on Friday, we're getting down to the gritty, the the, the nitty gritty of, of the season, and uh, this is where it gets to be fun. If you haven't, uh, teams that haven't clinched playoff spots better get it done fast, and those that have better stay sharp, uh, and uh, it's, for them, it's all about playoff seating. You know, yeah. You know. yeah,
0: just because you have a, a great record right now doesn't necessarily mean you can rest. Right. You, don't, you don't want to just you know limp no. into the playoffs. You want to come surging into the playoffs, yeah. make sure you can get the most favorable matchup in the first round, keep that home field advantage for as long as possible. Uh, all of these games matter. It's a, it's a lot like college football where they say every week matters. It's yeah. even more magnified in, in high school where you know college is a 12-game season. High school, it's a 10-game it's season. It's a tournament.
1: It's a, it's a, it's a straight-up <laughs> tournament, and it's just you've, you've, you You want to keep getting better. It it's sounds cliche, like, duh, yeah, I guess you do. But, no, you don't want to get stale, you know, because uh, these kids have been at it since August, you know, when you stop and yeah. think about it, you know, since late August and so mid-August a lot of times. So you want to keep getting better, stay uh, as sharp mentally as as, as as much as physically. You know, you have to stay mentally sharp because fatigue does start to set in. And I don't, I've seen teams that – They get tired, you know, especially once they get in the playoffs. They go one or two rounds. They go. "Mm," They kind of maybe get a little satisfied. So you got to really want it.
0: And then looking down, some of these teams that are kind of out of the playoff picture, you still want to finish your season strong. You want to build that momentum going into the next year, as well as you know, get a look at some potential younger guys, and for the for the seniors as they start to celebrate their last games. Uh, you know strapping it up and playing a game Uh, you want to send them off nicely uh, even if your team doesn't make the playoffs this year still a lot to play for as we get into it let's take a look now at what happened in week nine these were games that were played on october 24th 25th and 26th Uh, if we don't mention otherwise we're talking about friday games but there were a handful of games on the thursday and the saturday as well Start, as always, in District 26-6A. And when you talk about high school football in the San Antonio area, the conversation often starts with the Judson Rockets. (laughs) Uh, They had a game against New Braunfels Canyon, a game that they should have won easily. And and you look at the final score, they did, 44-13. But you never know with these kinds of games and with these kids.
1: You never know when you're dealing with kids that are 16, 17, 18 years old. Uh, You you can hear coaches say that uh, all the time. But uh, Judson right now uh, is playing well. They've got a lot of talent, and you, you've got to uh, give a lot of credit to Rodney Williams, the coach of that team, has really set the tone. It's not like he took over a reclamation project something. <laughs> I there, the cupboard was not bare. The cupboard was not bare, but Rodney has brought something, uh, something, you know, to that, to that team. And the players are, uh, you know, you, how well do they play for the guy? They play hard. They're playing hard, and we'll we'll see. They but they've got, they're stocked at every position offensively, defensively. They've gotten better and better. Considering they only returned one starter, you know, and but they've that, but they, it's not like, uh, you know, they had some backups that were good, and they just kind of filled in with those guys, and, and blah, they've done pretty good.
0: Another top team from that district coming in at number three in our weekly 6A rankings on kens5.com. The Clemens Buffalos were unbeaten in district. They had a little bit of a test against East Central, who came in with a solid 3-1 and one record in district. And Clemens, uh, that's a very convincing win, 36-0, uh, as they pretty much lock up a playoff spot there. Uh, they and uh, Judson are both unbeaten in district.
1: Really, when you get right down to it, Cameron, uh, Clemens—it's a story in, in that in that district. When you get right down to it, we know we thought Judson would be good. Of course, Steele's going to gonna be good. Smithson Valley's always there. They've kind of dropped off a little bit, and we thought you know Clemens would be—they you know, were one of the top four. You know, going into the end the season, they thought they'd be one of the top four. Uh, and but this, they have had a season that, uh, if not for that, they stubbed their toe in that loss to Reagan, I believe it was, or else they'd be. They'd be unbeaten right now, but they're they're playing real well. They have a good quarterback, good good defense. Just they're 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 playing they're playing well.
0: And if you're looking ahead to the the matchup between Clemens and Judson, two unbeaten, two titans in that power in that powerhouse district, you're gonna have to wait another week. It's not till the last yeah. day of the regular Woo! season that that, uh, that November eighth, I believe it's the the Friday. And at that point, both teams will have pretty much clinched. The, they'll, right. they'll be in the playoffs. It's just gonna be about seeding. But that's a great situation to be in as a coach i think you love those kinds of games because it's a, it's a warm-up game for the playoffs yeah. because you know once you get to the playoffs there are no more bad teams right every game is going to be a real challenge so why not get a game against another very good team yeah and yeah obviously you want to have the bragging rights of winning the district but in the bigger yeah. picture if you're choosing between winning the district and making a deep playoff run you'd rather have the latter
1: yeah you and you're kind of like well okay we've already clinched, and how do we approach it you, you, you've got to go out you know, you you, you got to go out and play you know, that last game. It's all about playing, and and, and you don't want to go out there, and you know just to, just to play, you know, and, and and you wind up losing losing the game. You have got to go in there and 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 win it and put the punctuation mark. Judson uh, can do it. They can cap uh, perhaps a, a perfect season. Although they have they have another game this week, uh, or or Clemens could 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 win a district championship. They could they could put their stamp on on on, the, on this season by winning by winning district. It's it's going to be. Uh, but that's down the road. We'll right, we'll, see. we'll
0: talk about that in uh, about a week from now when yeah. we're previewing week uh, <laughs> yeah. week 11. Uh, meanwhile in week 9 there was a really big game. We're talking about teams we were just talking about teams that have the playoff knowledge pretty well locked up. This game between two teams that came in 2 and 2 in this district. Playoffs are not a sur- sure thing coming into this game. Steel at Smithson Valley. How about the Knights? They started slow in districts. They had a very tough schedule to start. They knocked off the Rangers 35-10.
1: Very, very convincing victory for uh, for David Sines and the Knights. I'd like to be there in their position. You know, yeah, they'd like to be undefeated, all that. But okay, it is what it is. You lost two district games, but I guarantee you, David Sines has told his players, "Look, we lost our uh, one 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 of our games was in the final minute to Judson, fifty six seconds left. Judson scores at the end to to, to win that game, and then they lost to Clemens on the last play of the game. Uh, they couldn't get in. Uh, uh, controversial, you know." Uh, The Knights had the ball and goal line. They they didn't punch it over, so those two. So let's let's say in the last minute you lost both of those games in the last minute. Technically, it's correct, Uh, or else you'd be undefeated. You know, so they they they've got a good ball club. They're going to be, some they're getting better and better and better. It's it's what you want. You know, as as you get, uh, uh, you know, you hit that home stretch.
0: Two other teams locking horns in that district. San Marcos going to New Braunfels. The Unicorns needed this one to sort of stay in the fringe of the playoff picture. They got it done. 48-7 48-7 to seven in San Marcos, still winless on the year. So looking at the playoff picture now in that district, 26-6A, Clemens and Judson, 5-0. and 0. They're, they're going to be in the playoffs now at right. this point. It's just a matter of seeding. Steel and East Central, both 3-2. and two. So they, if the season ended today, they would both be in. Uh, Smithson Valley and New Braunfels are 2-3. and three. And you look at those groupings, those, those groupings of, of pairs, those are all games that are going to be played in Week 11. Yeah. So it will come down to the very end. Uh, it, as you look ahead, we'll, we'll briefly mention sure. week, the Week 10 matchups uh, as East Central goes to Judson and Steele hosts New Braunfels Canyon. So it could look different in a week's time, but you're yep. still talking about games going down to the wire in that last week of the season. And then the uh, the final matchup in that, uh, in that district for uh, Week 11 yep. will be New Braunfels Canyon against San Marcos. And, uh, both those teams still winless on the year. So a really entertaining district. We knew it was going to be talented. It's also been entertaining.
1: It has been entertaining. A little more balance, you know, maybe, maybe this, this year. Uh, those teams, t- toward the bottom, they still got to win. You know, Steel has got to win. They've got to keep winning. Their, their work, work is not done they, yet. They've got two district losses. And, and then you have Smithson uh, Smithson Valley that's got three district losses, but they're not really out of it. And no, it's been no, a disappointing year. I know it's been a disappointing season. Uh, for e, uh, for Smithson Valley, but the Rangers are still there. If they, if they they'll need a little help, but if they can get in there and win their last two games, and something happens to to steal, you know, but we'll, Either we'll see. Either steal
0: or, East Central. or they, East Central, they they could absolutely steal that last you, spot. Then
1: you got to feel for East Central because they're, you talk about backloaded, right? They, don't, ooh, they played. I'm not going to say the easy teams, but toward the end of the season, they've got. Ooh, they you know they're playing the contenders toward the end.
0: On to 27-6A. Uh, we'll start with the uh, a Friday game that was looking like a play-in game for the playoffs. Here in Week 9, I know there's still two weeks left in the regular season, but this one looked like it might be the decider for a fourth and final playoff spot. These teams entered the weekend tied for fourth. Churchill went on the road, beat South Sand 17-14. This is a classic kind of game David. 17-14 is a lot lower scoring than you're used to seeing nowadays. <laughs> yeah. We talked about the cold weather on Friday night. Yes. South Sand runs that option offense. Man, right. this was a throwback kind of game and Churchill they've got to feel really good about that W.
1: Yeah, it's it's good. It's uh, they they do feel good about it. And you're right, that's old school football. There was no uh they didn't spread the they don't spread the field the way other teams do. A tradition, more of a traditional type of offense on on both sides. Uh big win for the Chargers.
0: Another big game in this district was a Saturday night game between Roosevelt and Johnson, two teams that will probably make the playoffs. Johnson coming in, 4-0 in district, 5-2 overall. Roosevelt at 6-1 with a 3-1 district mark. Those are two of the top eight teams in our 6A rankings on kens5.com. Roosevelt eking by in overtime thanks to a missed extra point, 35-34. My goodness.
1: We figured that would be a big one. We talked about that that one. It would be exciting. We figured it was going to be a close ball game. Uh, Ron Ritterman at uh Johnson gets a lot of his a uh, lot out of his players. They have Ty Regener, the quarterback, who's kinda of done it real quietly this year, but he's he's a he's a very good quarterback. They have Justin Rodriguez, uh the the running back who's good. But but then Roosevelt. I mean, how do you go Rashad Owens? I mean, that guy He's,
0: he's tough to stop. He's, he's
1: a he's a hoss and
0: <laughs> everyone in that district learning his name one way or another.
1: Everybody. And then remember you and I talked about at the beginning of the season when we came out from those district previews, uh going all across the the countryside getting these uh who was going to be good? in that six eight, everybody without fail said, "Watch Roosevelt." I wouldn't even call him a dark horse. They're going to be right there, uh, and and they are, they have been, they have been. They they've got uh, the the one, uh, the one loss, and uh, boy, they're they're going to be tough. I wouldn't want to. They're going to be a tough out once they get to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, right now they are tied for second, but they have that tiebreaker over Johnson. The other unbeaten team, so they handed Johnson their first loss. The other unbeaten team headed into this weekend was Madison. They had the Friday night game at Hero Stadium against MacArthur. Almost got a little more than they bargained for. This one was yeah. a, a closer game than I think a lot of people expected. Thirty-eight twenty-seven. Though Madison stays perfect on the uh, district season, they get to six and two overall on the year. Thirty-eight, twenty-seven. That's, that's probably that's, more points than uh, you'd expect MacArthur to score on Madison's right. defense. But
1: you know, like the, like we always talk about those rivalries. That's one of those rivalries. They call that the M M&M and M Bowl for obvious reasons. Madison and MacArthur, and those Mac kids would have loved nothing better than than to knock off uh, knocked off uh, Madison. Got you know, give them their first district loss. But Madison is uh, is still there, and, and hats off uh, to Coach uh, Blaine Peterson. They, he's he's got them going again.
0: Yeah, MacArthur, you you talk about what a season it's been for those kids, really up and down, dealing with some distractions off the field. But to come back out in in a really tough game, play probably the best team in the district really well, Uh, huge tip of the cap there to MacArthur. Yes,
1: yes, salute salute to them. There are no winners when you get right down to the whole situation. Everybody's – it's been tough, but uh, hats off to them. Those kids have stayed on uh, and played well.
0: Last game in that district, uh, Reagan against Lee. This was a must-win for Reagan to stay in the playoff conversation. It was at Combalander Stadium on Friday night, and they got it done, 35 to six. So Reagan now in that district, uh, still in the discussion a little bit. They're two and three. If the season ended today, they would be out of the playoffs. They're chasing Churchill, who's three and two. Here's the key thing though: the Rattlers have the tiebreaker against Churchill. So okay, if those teams yeah. end up with identical records, yeah, they, it's Reagan who gets in over yeah. Churchill.
1: Yeah, that's that's why the, every game. What do we say? It sounds cliche, but it's true. Every game is important in a ten game, well, regular season. But the, the, keep in mind the districts. Districts are usually what eight, just eight games, seven games. So you got to you got to make sure to cross the t's and dot the i's. You know, in know, district play because you never know what game may come back to bite you.
0: Yeah, and you look at what Churchill has coming up. They have Johnson this upcoming week, and then they end with Roosevelt. So two of the top three teams in that district, they're going to need a win uh, in order to try to keep that breathing room over Reagan. Yeah. We'll talk about Reagan's schedule in just a little bit, but first we need to turn to 28 6 it's the the quote-unquote Big Ten in San Antonio. There's 10 teams <laughs> yeah. in this district, only four playoff spots. Uh, we know who probably two, three of the playoff teams are going to be at this point in the season. We'll start with the number two team in the top ten rankings, uh, the Brandeis Broncos. They had Warren this week. Again, didn't really put them away. Thirty-one, fourteen is the final score. Brandeis now eight and zero on the year and seven and zero in district. Having a great year.
1: That's the game that got interrupted by the bad weather, right? That, that they started, they were ahead when the game got called on Thursday. Boy, it came down in sheets on Thursday night and saw that on the weather, and then uh, then they resumed it at four o'clock. That's kind of
0: strange, right? Yeah, if, the, four. when you when you start talking about the the circumstances, yeah, any the, the final score starts to make a little bit more sense there. Yeah. Uh, The other game that was affected like that in district was the Thursday night game between Jay and Taft. Right. And Jay won that game 25-8. to I think a similar situation where they had to resume it. uh, And, you know, you're just just glad the players are safe and they're able to Uh, get that game done. Exactly.
1: I was kind of wondering, you know, I'm thinking the other night when all that weather, that rain was coming down and I heard about the postponements, I said, okay, who really has the – is there any kind of advantage? Is the team that was ahead? Obviously you think, well, yeah, they're ahead. But then if you're the team that was losing, you maybe can – do something. You know, who knows? I but. think
0: I think it's the kind of thing where if you're the team that has to go against a really powerful offense. Yeah. And that seems to be exactly what happened uh, with Warren when they're taking on Brandeis. You think about some of the one of the best offenses in the area with uh, yeah. Brandeis and Jordan balls Everything they're able to do with this, that that amazing dual threat quarterback, just a junior, and uh, that gets that gets that offense out of rhythm when you're splitting a game into two days like that.
1: Well, we know back in the days we used to call them mudders. There is no more mud because artificial turf. Everybody's but on turf. Before they call the game, I saw one of the highlights where Jordan Battles took off on a long touchdown run. I mean they, they couldn't get a hold of him he's wet everybody was wet and slippery it was slippery out there. And he he scored on a long run as, as he always it could field was dry as far as he was concerned.
0: Two other teams in that district ranked in our top ten on the Kens5.com six A rankings. O'Connor came in at number six in the rankings. They had a game against Clark. Clark's having sort of a rough year, and O'Connor did what you'd expect on Friday night, 49-0 victory. And then this one, this was a big game, I think more so for Stevens coming in, taking on Brennan. A chance for Stevens to kind of lock up that fourth spot. It would have been a yep. surprise if they had won it, and uh, Brennan, they, they've been banged up this year. They've taken their lumps a little bit. They're still the number seven team in our area in 6A, and they got a big win, 42-6, to uh, which really puts the pressure on Stevens coming down the home stretch.
1: Yeah, Stevens was hoping that somehow, as you said, somehow squeeze out a win, but that's a tough ask against somebody uh, like Brennan. They're going to play good defense, uh, and as, as with you know, to wit, they only scored six points on them. Steve Bazier does a, and his staff do a good job out there, um, and they're going to be they're going to be hard to beat. That's going to that could be a tougher out than you think in the playoffs.
0: One other game in that district was a Saturday night game, and uh, Marshall dispatched Holmes forty-one-seven. But shout out to Holmes because they they got in the hey. end zone finally. Uh, it, it had been a long time coming, and uh, the Huskies. Yeah. It's been a it's been a nightmare of a season, but at least they now have have got that monkey off their back by yeah. getting in the end zone.
1: Thank uh, uh, the football gods for that. We won't bring anybody else in, but we'll say the football gods smile and say we're gonna we're gonna get a score touchdown.
0: Yeah. So uh you look at where this district stands as we get closer and closer to playoff time. Here's how it breaks down for the remaining spot. Jay and Stevens are both four and three, and Jay has the tiebreaker over Stevens. That's right. And then Warren is breathing down their necks at three and four. So we'll we'll break down the rest of that schedule in a little bit. But three of those four spots I think are counted for. It's that it's the these last two weeks of games that'll be very Taylor's interesting last two weeks, to uh, hang on to your hang on to your yeah, bonnet to figure out who that fourth team is and then the seeding as well. Then that, that'll that'll all become clear in time. Exactly. Let's turn now to uh, Sub-6A. We'll start in 5A. There's one team from 12-5A representing the San Antonio area. That's Seguin. The Matadors came into a big district showdown at Dripping Springs. Those were the last two unbeaten teams in that district in Dripping Springs. Man, their offense has been incredible this year. And and Friday night was no exception. 66-28 win over Seguin. The Matadors take a district loss. They'll still be in pretty good shape to make the playoffs.
1: Well, you know Dripping Springs has got to be good because they knocked off Curville Tivey by one point, which tells you how good Curville Tyvee is, and we all, we'll all we get to that in a second. But, you know, so you, we know Dripping Springs is a heck of a ball club. And Seguin has been pretty good, but for them to get beat 66-28 tells you just how powerful Dripping Springs is.
0: Yeah, Curville Tyvee coming in at number two in our sub-6A rankings. We'll get to the rest of those rankings in just a second. As we go to thirteen five ad one home of the number one team in our sub-6A rankings, it's the Wagner Thunderbirds. They had a, a resurgent Burbank team on Friday night still no problem for the thunderbirds though 62 nothing win
1: yeah it's It's, it's, it's business as usual for them as they prepare
0: for a big game this upcoming week
1: yeah burbank has nothing to feel bad about i mean i'm sure they would like to have scored and but it comes down to manpower it comes down to to the talent and stuff and and you know burbank has you know has has got some good players they just don't have enough enough of them and and wagner has got a bunch of good players and and they've got lj butler who's who's a really good fullback now it's interesting. How good is this Wagner team? It's good. Is it as good as last year? I don't think so. You know, actually they went to the state semifinals. I uh, only lost one game before they lo- they lo- finished 13 and two. They lost the semifinals. That was their next They lost to Judson. Then they didn't lose again until the s- state semis. But I say they're not as good because they don't have Tobias Weaver, the quarterback. They run, as you've mentioned, they run that midline option, the option, uh, uh, that the service academies run, and you know that's why uh, Tobias. We were wound up. Uh, he's at the at the naval. Uh, he's at the prep school for the naval academy, and we'll be seeing him here in a few years, playing for the midshipmen.
0: Yeah, tough to overcome a loss of a quarterback like that, uh, yeah. especially when he's so integral to what... Uh, what yes, with an uh, offense. Yeah, the way the offense works. A pair of Thursday night games in 13-5 AD1 to talk about. Edison was taking on Brackenridge, and Brackenridge pitched a shutout, 47-0. And then Lanier taking care of business against Highlands with a 30-6 win. Last but not least, in that district on Friday night, Jefferson won a low-scoring uh, tight game against Sam Houston, 19-16. So, we take a look at how that district is looking going into the last two weeks. You know, the other top team in that district had a bye in Week Nine. Right. An extra week to prepare for a big game against Wagner. We're talking about Wagner Veterans Memorial, mm-hmm. maybe the game of the week for this uh, the yes. uh, November first. It could be. It's a, that's a five game. There are a handful of really good six a games we'll talk about in a little bit. But Wagner Veterans Memorial are both unbeaten. It'll be the last game of the regular season for Wagner. They have that Week Eleven bye before right. the playoffs start. The district championship, both teams will be it's in the playoffs.
1: A, yeah, right, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a good one. It's at Rutherford Stadium. They're both and what 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 kind of what a year the Judson ISD has had, Cameron. <sighs> you got Judson, which is one of the highest you know high, you know they're ranked in the, uh, among the best in the state at six A. Then, then you have Wagner, defending uh, you know when the regional champion that went to the state semifinals. They're they're number one in our sub six A poll. Then then you have a uh, uh, Veterans World that's, that's only got one loss and they're number five in our rankings, a sub six A ranking. So they've you know they've they've got they've, got, they've the, that district has done real well, but what a ball game that's going to be! And I've got to think that Veterans Memorial might be able to hang. Well, uh, it wouldn't surprise me uh, uh, if they come out on top. But uh, right now, going in, you think well, you know, uh, Wagner has, has still got enough horses to to put it away. But I tell you what, uh, with Kalik Paulette, uh, the the, uh, the quarterback uh, the, uh, that uh, Veterans has, they've got a good defense. It's going to be it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, the rest of that district all looking up at those two. Brackenridge is 5-2. and two. They're probably in uh, with two weeks to go. Lanier and Burbank tied at 3-3, three and three, mm-hmm. and they play each other in Week 11. So that is if things hold and they win in Week 10, that'll be a straight-up play-in game for the last playoff spot. You'd love to see that at the end of the oh, season. Oh,
1: boy, that inner city. They'll be, I'll tell you what, wherever they play that game, whether it's at Alamo or at the SISD Sports Complex, wherever it is, or it could be in a phone booth. I'll tell you what, those <laughs> teams are going to be, Uh, Those communities from both those inner city schools will be, they'll go out in force, and it'll be, uh, for all they care, those teams could both be undefeated, you know, going into that last game. It's going to be a great one. It could be a great one. Over
0: to 14-5A-D1, home of the number four team in our sub-6A rankings, the Harlan Hawks, they're only in their second year of playing varsity football. They're undefeated, and they kept that going. Uh, despite his pretty solid challenge last night uh, against Southwest Legacy, 36-29 win for uh, Cannon Williams and the Hawks. They fell behind early, battled back, and got the W. You
1: know, Cannon Williams, yeah, you, you've got to think uh, John Tarvin's done a great job at Southwest Legacy. They didn't win a game last year, and here they are. They, they took uh, you know they, they they took Harlan down to the to the fourth quarter, and uh, but Harlan has got they've got the athletes, and but the thing is, uh, you know, we always talk about this, or maybe we don't talk about it enough. You, at whatever level, whether it's college, high school, pro, well, if you have a good quarterback, that can, huh, that means a lot. <laughs> you know, Some teams have a, a pretty good quarterback that doesn't make any mistakes. He's a good technician, and he gets you by. Okay, that's okay. And then other teams don't have good quarterbacks. Then you have teams that have good quarterbacks, like Cannon-Williams. You're always going to have a chance when you've got a quarterback like Cannon-Williams.
0: Two other games in that district. Laredo Martin came into San Antonio and knocked off McCollum 43-21. And then this one between Southwest and Harlandale. A little bit of a surprise. Both these teams, 2-1 in district. Mm. You thought you might see Harlandale's offense. They, they never really got going. Uh, 36-2 is the final score as Southwest uh, more or less pitches the shutout. They did give up the safety. But it's right. a nice uh, win there for the Dragons. Yeah, and
1: they had lost to Southwest Legacy earlier in the season, right? Uh, Southwest, yeah. yeah. And uh, they were a little down this year. And But I, I tell you what, it's, it's got to be a little disappointing for Harlandale. That's one that they, you know, I thought they could win that ballgame. But, uh, you know, kudos to... Uh, Kudos to Southwest.
0: And uh, Southwest gets to three and one in district now. They're tied with Laredo Martin for second in that yeah. district, uh, all chasing Harlan, of course, who's still unbeaten. Harlandale right now is in the playoffs if the season ended today. Uh, then Southwest Legacy at two and three. So it's still very tight in that district yeah. with uh, with two weeks to go. Harlandale does have a Laredo Martin in the week up ahead, so a, a, an important game, and it's you, you got to win those to, to earn it's the those, playoff spot. Those last two weeks. Over in 145 ad 2 you talked about kerrville Tyvee, how good they've been, and uh, just the fact that they have the one loss. Remember, they started the district against Bernie Champion. Those were our two favorites yeah. in that district, and they played each other in the first week worst, of district play. Uh, Their numbers 2 and 3, Tyvee and then Champion, in our sub-6A rankings. Tyvee had a home game against Alamo Heights, won that one 56-14, and on Thursday night, Champion pitched a shutout against Uvalde, going 30 nothing for the victory.
1: I didn't see the Tybee thing coming. I figured Tybee would probably win a ball game. And, of course, what a setting. You know, they, they were playing in, in Kerrville, you know, the hill country. And, and the whole town is out there at Atler Stadium when, when they play. Uh, but I really thought Alamo Heights was playing better. And they were coming off that stirring victory over Lockhart, the 56-49, where uh, the quarterback, uh, uh, Kobe Love, passed for 516 yards, seven touchdowns. He did throw four interceptions. But he had only had two the previous uh, six games. So I figured – a little hiccup. Uh, I mean, he had a heck of a game. And anyway, I mean, 516 yards, seven touchdowns. But uh, Tyvee's just good. Tybee's just, they're physical. You know, you show me a score like that, and, and I'll tell you one right now. I said, they hit you in the mouth. They put you on your heels. And if you don't respond and hit them in the mouth, it's going to be a long game. And that's what Tybee does to a lot of teams.
0: Two other games in 14-5 AD2. Kennedy was at Lockhart. Hey, it's been a tough season for Kennedy as Lockhart. Uh, keeps that going with a 45-0 win. The Medina Valley, they're they're surging here at the right time, picking up a 54-13 win against Memorial.
1: Well, you know we knew they would get started. You know they they had a slow start. They get it going, and uh, uh, you know you, you go back in Kennedy and Memorial. You know your hearts go out to those kids week in and week out. You know they're in the Hill Country District. They're 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 outmatched. They're outmanned at, 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 at most positions, but they keep going out there and 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 doing it. But yeah, uh, hats off to the uh, to the Panthers from Maina Valley for putting some wins together here and there. They're they're in a playoff race, I, I guess, right now. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. There's some, some really interesting games in the last two weeks in that district. Yeah. And for those Edgewood ISD schools, they'll play each other in the last week of the regular season. Yeah. So, uh, a, a sort of a fitting The Salsa
1: end. Bowl, they call that. How about that? That's one of the newest bowls here in San Antonio, the Salsa Bowl. We,
0: we've talked about rivalries earlier in yeah. this podcast. And by the way, if you've missed any previous episodes, it's all available uh, wherever you like to get your podcast. Just go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you've you missed anything. Down low, take us to go. It's a great way to sort of get a, a little bit more frame of reference as to what else has been going on in the twenty nineteen San Antonio high school yeah, football season. Yeah,
1: you know, do it like you know, put your feet, get on your recliner and put your feet up, and coffee or your favorite beverage or whatever, and listen to listen to what's going
0: on in high school the, football. The soothing right? sounds of David Flores. Oh, no, Car- I was going to say Cameron, <laughs> so, I'm
1: just along for the ride. He's the conductor. He's the conductor of the train.
0: Let's keep the train moving and go to fifteen five A D two. Talk about the South Side Cardinals who came in at number nine in our sub-6A rankings on kens5.com. They had a a tough game, you would think, against Alice on the road. It's an unbeaten team. They won by two scores, 28-18. How about the Cardinals? They're back in business. And the
1: previous week, who did they beat the previous week? A GP? I think they beat Gregory Portland. And Alice is tough. They're they're tough to beat in Alice. That's a one-high school town. Even the town drunk is there on on game nights on Fridays. I mean, uh, they're, they're tough. Uh, where I come from, Corpus Christi, they used to be in our district. And i tell you what, they, they you hated to go to Alice. They, they, uh, again, Ricky Locke, I know I say it every week, but Ricky Locke, there's not a coach in town that gets more out of his players than Ricky Locke does at Southside. Those kids play hard. And that's a community all unto itself. You know, in fact, I was driving from Corpus uh, Christi yesterday on a beautiful afternoon. And I, I like to break up my drive when I get to, uh, I go through Pleasanton. So I come 281 instead of taking 410. I like to break it up, and I go, and so you, when you're coming in, you're coming in from the south, of course, you hit 281, and you hit south side. And I looked at that, and I thought about that. I said, boy, this is all another world over here and stuff. It might as well be another town, but it's part of San Antonio. They're in the San Antonio city limits, and the people there love their Cardinals. You go out there on a Friday night, and, they, uh, and, and Coach Locke just uh, demands a lot from those players, but he cares a lot about those players, and, and here they are. There's a two quality wins for them.
0: And, nice couple of weeks, and that loss was the first of the season for Alice. And a uh, couple yeah. weeks ago, I had Evan Klosky on here. He was talking about because because Joe Reinigle is an Alice guy. Yes. And they were talking about how the coaches at Alice they weren't shaving their mustaches until they lost a game. So they were they were growing up, but <laughs> got to shave them now thanks to Southside. Yeah. Uh, that that will certainly add to if these teams stay in the same district yeah. moving forward, it will add to a little bit of uh, a little bit of yes. spice to a potential rivalry. Southside
1: just plays, and you know that goes for a lot of other team of uh, some teams. They play hard. you got to play hard. You play hard, they play hard, they play hard, and they're intense. And, you know, good things are going to happen.
0: A couple other games involving San Antonio area teams in that district. Of course, this is the district uh, that sort of belongs to Corpus Christi Cal Allen, but they're outside of our area. So when, we'll, talk, we'll talk about their games when they play San Antonio sure. area teams, but, but not this week. Uh, Floresville at Toulouse-Midway, they got their first district win of the year, 35-21. Nice win for Floresville. And then uh, Somerset traveled to Calhoun. And uh, Calhoun won that game 63-19. There are, another, there are just a lot of very powerful teams in that district.
1: That's one team in a coastal bend you do not want to play. The Port Lavaca Sand Crabs, they are explosive, obviously. Look at the score. They're explosive offensively. They're, they've made their, you know, this is not their first rodeo. They've made the playoffs here in the last few years. They're good. They're, they're, they have prolific offense. They've got great running backs. So uh, we'll see. But, uh, you know, no, you feel Floresville
0: turn now to the 4A ranks and there's four teams in our top 10 for sub 6A that are coming from the 4A ranks. Let's start in 13-4A-D2 which has two teams that are in our Ken's 5 rankings. Navarro was taking on Wimberley. It was a home game for Navarro over there in Geronimo. They're still unbeaten following this one. 42-14. The Panthers are up to 8-0 now.
1: They beat a good Wimberley team. Those that's the guys. first
0: district loss of the year for yeah.
1: Wimberley. Wimberley's good, and that's a good win. And, you know, I haven't been out there in a while, but I do know it's still this way, and, and I have said it, I say it almost every week. If you're one of these high school fans that really doesn't have an allegiance to any team and you just like good high school football, go out there to Geronimo. On a, Do yourself a favor, if you really like high school football, go out there to uh, Geronimo and drive out there. So on the other side of Seguin going toward San Marcos. And go watch a, a Panthers game, and you will be entertained. They, The, the, the Navarro Panthers, uh, are, they, they're, they're fun to watch. They, they, it's in their DNA. It's in their
0: DNA. They're, they're good all the, all the time. They play hard. Another team from that district that is uh, highly rated in our poll, the Bandera came in at number 10. They had Lano, close game. Both teams are 1-1 one and one in district, but Bandera going to keep their spot so far, 28-21 winners. And then uh, this matchup, Cuero mm-hmm. finally breaks through in a district game. 69 nothing win against Eastside Memorial.
1: Hooray for the Gobblers. Now maybe it all will be right with the world cuz you know there's certain teams just like in the college ranks and they're not doing well you go man you may not like them they got to be good. You know you got to be good. You got to have good teams. Quero is uh is one of those uh you know traditional powers in, in, in high school football. They've won so many state championships. They've uh you know through the years and they they really have had a very uncharacteristic uh season this year but that's that's a big win. East Eastside what school did that used to be in Austin uh They've na- they've renamed some of them, right? They've
0: I think Eastside Memorial is still the same. It was, the same. It was okay. uh, they, they changed they changed one to Reagan. I think northeast. they changed Ra- Reagan. They changed Reagan. Uh, Reagan is now Northeast Early College, okay. and then uh, we'll talk about uh, Lanier. What used to be Austin Lanier is now Austin Navarre, which is it went from being confusing in one way to confusing in another way, uh, because those names were already taken. Either and they were way. because of the Confederates, right? Yeah. yeah. And, okay. uh, Sidney Lanier, the Confederate right. poet. They they right. changed the name there and. Uh, I think they're playing that. That's Austin Navarro now. They play Seguin this upcoming week. So that's that's part of that district in 5A. Uh, 14-4-A-D-1. We'll talk about the Canyon Lake Hawks, the number eight team in our sub-6A rankings. Welcome to the rankings, and then probably... Goodbye from the rankings, because okay. they lost this week to Fredericksburg, 33-20. Fredericksburg now 3-0 in that district.
1: Fredericksburg, battling billies. You got to like – is there a better
0: mascot than that's that? A, maybe, that's a fantastic one. We talked about the, the sand crabs. The gobblers yeah. are right up there. Maybe the
1: huddle the huddle hippos. You got to like hippos that one, the huddle right hippos. Too. Yeah, are great, are you got to like the battling billies. Good win. Good win for them. 3-0 in district. How about that? Congratulations, Fredericksburg.
0: Yeah, also in that district, uh, Lampasas is 2-0. Taylor, Burnett, and Liberty Hill are 0-2. So that was uh, – uh, that was a district that came in with three two and O's and three O and twos. And that's still it's a smaller district, so there's still a bigger chunk percentage-wise of their district games to play here as we right. head down the home stretch. 14-4AD2 now, a trio of games to talk about. Divine 48, Pearsall 28, Potit defeating Crystal City 35-7, and Hondo over Carrizo Springs 35-7. Keep the train rolling to 15-4AD1, number seven in our sub-six A rankings. The Bernie Greyhounds, a tough game against Beeville Jones. Those guys are unbeaten, and they stayed that way, knocking Bernie off for the first time in District 33-17.
1: That's our old friend Chris Sosa, who is, uh, you know, speaking of Alice, he was a quarterback at Alice there when they went to state semis, uh, you know, way back when, uh, 1979, and here he is. Uh, he coached at Mina Valley, left Mina Valley to go back to Beville Jones where he had been coached before, and he's really got him going. And Eric Sosa, the first quarterback in UTSA history, uh, who's Chris's son, is the office coordinator for the the Trojans. So things are buzzing right now in Beaville. They're excited in the community.
0: I see what you did there. Things are buzzing in (laughs) Beaville. Don't try to tell me that wasn't intended. Maybe. Don't tell me I'll never tell. I'll never tell. (laughs) Other game in that district, Lavernia at Gonzalez, and Gonzalez winning that game 17-6. In uh, the 3A teams now, 15-3 AD1, Carn City defeating Cotula uh, 14-10, Jordanton all over Lytle, 63-0, and Randolph over Cole, 41-10.
1: That was a service bowl there. Randolph won. uh, uh, Air Force beat Army. That's that's always a good game.
0: 15-3 a D2. Nixon Smiley over Skidmore Tynan, 40-12. Stockdale, 30. Dilly nothing. And Poth with an important win over Natalia. Both teams coming in at 6-1, but it was a 34-14 win for Poth.
1: Poth Pirates. You talk about another place. That's another place where they love their high school football. They've been around forever, but both pirates.
0: In the taps games now for San Antonio area, Antonian defeating Tomball Concordia Lutheran fifty-two nineteen. Saint Thomas defending home turf against San Antonio Central Catholic twenty-one nineteen. And San Antonio Christian they started a little slow. They're rolling now. They have a twenty-eight to seven win over Brownsville Saint Joseph under their belt.
1: Yeah, good win. Good win by uh, by for Antonian. Uh, you know, and but I thought maybe Central would be able to beat St. Thomas, but they they weren't able to do it. They had beaten, I mean, not St. Pius. St. Tho- uh, they played St. Thomas, right? Yeah, because they had beaten St. Pius uh, uh, week before last because they had a bye, I think the previous yep, yep. You know, week. The previous and that, week. that's
0: when you look at 21-19 as the final score, and you say, man, home field might have decided that game. So, yeah. so Central Catholic uh, yearning to return to home sweet home, and. Uh, they will this week when they'll host uh, Concordia Lutheran. Let's talk about the rest of the week tensely. We've talked a lot about some of the 6A games, but to, to refresh your memory, in 26 6A, Clemens and Judson they'll have to wait as the top two teams in that district to play each other. Uh, Steele and East Central are both three and two in district. Smithson Valley and New Braunfels are both two and three in district. While uh, New Braunfels Canyon and San Marcos are 0 and five in that district. So. Some of these teams are going to be on the outside looking in. Some of these teams have a chance to play some spoiler. We'll talk about that a lot throughout the, uh, throughout the rest of the, uh, the mm-hmm. season here for some of these teams. East Central takes on Judson. That's Thursday at Rutledge Stadium. It would be a surprise if East Central can win that game. It would be a huge statement, and they would more or less lock their uh, spot up in the playoffs. Judson has just looked so tough this year. Clemens goes to New Braunfels. It's a big game mm. for New Braunfels. Another tough ask for one of these teams that's trying to scratch and claw their way into the playoffs to take on one of the top two teams in the district. That's a Friday night game at a Unicorn Stadium. New Braunfels Canyon travels to Steele for another chance for the Knights to continue to move closer to the playoffs. And then Smithson Valley travels to San Marcos. Again, we're really looking forward to week 11 in that district. Some of these games in week 10 Lack some of that, uh, you know, wow, must-see sort of luster, but you never know. And uh, I would love to be wrong about one of these matchups, I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, and, you know, some of these games, I mean, obviously no profound observation. Elimination games, if if I may say. You know, if you lose a – if you're right there on the bubble and you lose this week, ooh, boy, I'll tell you what, you're going to have to win that last game and then get a lot of help to maybe – to just maybe have a chance. So you better – with yeah. two weeks left, if you're on a bubble, you better win these last two games.
0: Yeah, the, the team that you're looking at there is New Braunfels because yeah. if they lose to Clemens, they, they do have home field advantage. Clemens has looked really good. New Braunfels has been up and down a little bit at times. If they lose, they're 2-4. They would need the help. They would also need to beat Smithson Valley in Week 11 then uh, hope for something with uh, Steele and East Central to shake the yeah. right way. So, yeah, New Braunfels is in danger there of, of falling off the, the cut line.
1: That's an intriguing matchup. You know, It really is because – New Buffaloes has played better this year, but they haven't quite moved the needle as much as they'd like. They can do that with a win, and, and Clements, or are they may be overdue for a little bit of a, you know, I'm not hey. going to call it a trap game because hey. they know that these guys are good. I mean, they, they're not going to underestimate It would only uh, be New natural Brussels. for the
0: Buffaloes to be looking ahead to a game against yeah. Judson, yeah. That's, especially with a potential district championship right. on the line. So it
1: could be kind of a trap game, as they say. You know, maybe, you know, I know they respect new brothels but you know on the other hand you know right. in the back of their mind are going well you know we got the big one next week so if,
0: if that's we're, only, here, that's if we're standing here nature, next week and yeah. you tell me that new brothels won that game
1: i would not be surprised
0: in 27 6a madison is the only unbeaten team roosevelt and johnson are both four and one churchill and reagan are sort of fighting for that last mm-hmm. playoff spot they've already played and the rattlers have the tiebreaker although they have one fewer district win up to this point churchill this week they're at Comalander stadium on friday night against johnson so at a certain point if you're the churchill chargers you need a win against one of these top teams to cement your to cement your spot because they end with roosevelt as we mentioned those are two of the top three teams in that district yeah you want to be one of the top four Got to beat somebody at some point and uh, this is their chance roosevelt takes on lee meanwhile it's friday at hero stadium and then the saturday games for week 10 these will be played on november 2nd MacArthur takes on Reagan at Hero Stadium, and South Sand takes on Madison at Comalander Stadium. I'm keeping my eye on MacArthur against Reagan, because MacArthur just had a really good showing against Mm -hmm. Madison. They didn't win that game, but they gave the Mavs more than I think they were expecting to see. Reagan, they know that they need every possible win on paper. You're looking at a winless district team in MacArthur, but Reagan... They still got to go out and win the win that game. They
1: they've got to do it. And, and just when you said about Madison, the only unbeaten—I know I'm getting ahead of myself here—but don't they play Johnson in the finale? I believe so. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be interesting. Of course, Roosevelt put a little dent in, in that one and you know, stuff. So it's uh, Madison Scott. They, they, yeah, they've got to still, you know, they, it's it, uh, as they say, the destiny's in their hands. If they win these
0: last two games, they're they're going to repeat as district champs. In 28 6 the the big highlight matchup of the week is between Brennan and O'Connor. Both teams that are six and one in district. And they feel secure that they're going to be in the playoffs they have both lost to Brandeis at this point in mm-hmm. the year so you're not playing for a district championship you're playing for playoff seating and this is yeah. a great I would say tune-up game for the players we talked about this before where you like to have these games late in the season
1: yeah. against
0: another team that is the caliber that you would expect to see in the place se- in the postseason
1: yeah, it keeps you sharp you don't want to get stale you know you don't want to get stale here toward the end of the season my question is uh, not that not that O'Connor is that explosive of an offensive team, but can Brennan generate enough offense against a good defense like like O'Connor? That's going to be the big question. Uh, you know, they've been a little beat up on you know at, uh, on offense uh, Brennan has, but but then again, they play good defense. I, I think that's going to be a low scoring game. You're going to have two good defenses out there.
0: That's uh, the Friday night game at Ferris Stadium in 286A. Uh, Friday night at Gus, we'll see Clark take on Holmes. Both of those teams kind of out of the playoff picture. Another team that's out of the playoff picture but could play spoiler here this week, Taft taking on Stevens Thursday night at Gus. Stevens right now Mm. is technically out because they don't have the tiebreaker against Jay. They've already played they're both 4-3. and It's
1: like they're two games behind Jay. A
0: little bit, yeah. They're tied right now, but you, you need to win out if you're Stevens and you need to hope for a little bit of help. They do have some help in the fact that Jay is taking on Brandeis this week saturday at gus and then the other game warren uh they need a win to stay in, in in the conversation they take on marshall who can play spoiler uh saturday at ferris stadium so some interesting opportunities for some teams that won't make the playoffs from that district to still very much factor into the discussion oh yeah
1: they can make an impact in, in the and, district race and, and
0: we talked about a, what a way to send some of these seniors off they've worked so hard throughout their career yeah. Even if the season didn't go maybe the way you hoped to, it's a nice feeling to to come off yeah. uh, you know this, the last game or two uh, with some success. Yeah. So rooting for uh, for all those guys to stay healthy and for some great games to take place right. in 6A throughout the area. Over in 12-5 AD1, that, that lone San Antonio team being Seguin, they host Austin Navarro. In 13-5 AD1, Wagner Veterans Memorial. Veterans Memorial Wagner. We'll finally get to find out who the best team in that district is. They're going to put it all on the line Friday at Rutledge Stadium for... But well, I think David we're calling the game of the week.
1: game of the week we'll have a packed house out there. Uh, it's gonna be uh, you got two former Judson uh, players, the coach these teams Charlie Bruce coaches Wagner, Richard Mendoza coaches uh, so they keep it in the family. Uh, Richard Mendoza coaches Veterans Memorial and so they they are far and away the, the best two teams in the district. This is truly for the you know for the district championship. Uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, an interesting matchup. Wagner, as I mentioned earlier, Wagner should be favored. They're defending champ, made the state semifinals last year. But one major character missing from that offensive lineup—he's—he's he's not here anymore. He graduated. Uh, Tobias Weaver, their quarterback. They haven't been quite as good offensively as they were last year. They still have a pretty good defense. So we'll we'll see uh, whether uh, uh, Veterans War can generate enough offense, uh, you know, to, to beat the. Uh, beat the Thunderbirds.
0: So those are the top two teams in that district. The number three team in that district right now is Brackenridge. They have the bye here in week 10. So what we turn to then is who's going to be that fourth and final playoff team from that district. Lanier and Burbank, they're going to play each other in week 11. They're both three and three. Can we set this up so that it's going to be a play, a true play-in game? Well, that'd be great. And uh, here's how it lines up. Lanier has the Thursday night game at Alamo Stadium. They take on Jefferson. And Burbank has the Friday night game at Alamo Stadium against Sam Houston. So if they are able to hold serve, they'll come into that game in Week Eleven, both four and three, with, you know, with a winner having a with a winner yeah. having a playoff game and the loser having their season end that night. Right. That that's that's what you love to see. One other game in that district: Highlands against Edison. One of those teams will have a district win at the end of the night. They they're both O for in the district right now. That's at Saisd Complex on Friday, uh, November first. Fourteen five a d one the Harlan Hawks at Southwest. One against two, maybe one against three in that district. Harlan still unbeaten on the year. 8-0 overall, 4-0 in district. Southwest, one of the last major hurdles to an unbeaten regular season for them. Harlandale travels to Laredo Martin on Friday. and Eagle Pass win goes to Southwest Legacy. Eagle Pass win, they're only 1-3 in district. This is a must-win for Southwest Legacy because it's their last game of the regular yeah, season. Yeah, they have a
1: bye. They have yeah. a bye
0: in Week 11. So, right now... They are one win short of the fourth-place team in that district. Uh, Harlandale is 2-2. Two and two. They, they just had the bye. Southwest Legacy is 2-3. and three. If Southwest Legacy doesn't win that game, they can't possibly make the playoffs. No. So they need to win this game. Otherwise, their season ends. Uh, it's a home game for them on Friday night against Eagle Pass win. <laughs> Pressure's on, baby. It's, it's the it's end it's of the it's year. It's, just, yeah. like said, it. it's,
1: it's crunch time. This Put up it. or shut Don't up. Throw everything you got at them, even the kitchen sink, if you can get it, you know.
0: So in 145 uh, AD2, we talked about Kerrville, Tyvee, Bernie Champion. They sort of played the district championship right off the bat right. in that district. Uh, Alamo Heights, Lockhart, and Medina Valley are all three and two. That's mm. three teams for two playoff spots behind Tyvee and Champion. So it comes down to these last two weeks. Medina Valley at Alamo Heights, that's one of those games. You want to talk about how you sort three teams into two spots? Let's put two of them against each other in the second yeah. to last week of the season. See who comes out on top. Alamo Heights does have the advantage of home field, though.
1: That they won't have much time, as they say, to lick their wounds uh, from that loss, that, that uh, horrific loss to Tyvee. You know, they're going to have to turn right around and get ready for Bena Valley, which is surging. So you got one team that's feeling pretty good about itself, and then you got the other team that's mm, kind, of, kind of down after a disappointing performance against Tyvee.
0: And you want to talk about how important the win would be for whoever ends up winning that game, because the other team in that three-way tie is Lockhart, and they play Kerrville-Tyvee this week. So whoever loses this game, they're still in it in, in it, a way yeah. but the winner starts to get that separation because you imagine yes. uh lockhart's not going to beat kerville tivy right so then you would be in a situation where there are uh two teams that are three and three and would be tied for that fourth spot you, while one team gets to four and two industry yeah,
1: you can really help yourself which goes back again just a blanket statement here obviously that if you know if you're on a bubble and you, you know you've got two games left you want to go to the playoffs hey you better win those those last two games
0: Bernie Champion is at Memorial on Friday, and Kennedy is at Uvalde on Friday to wrap up that district for uh, for Week 10. And then in 15-5 AD2, slightly different situation. We talked about you need to win both. Southside only needs one of their last two to clinch fourth place in that district. They want to do a little bit better, but four gets you into the postseason. Yep. Southside hosts Port Lavaca Calhoun, so a tough ask. Southside does have Floorsville in Week 11, so if they win one of those two, they, I, for my math, they lock up a spot in the postseason there in a very tough fifteen-five AD two. Meanwhile, Floresville is at Somerset this week.
1: Boy, that is tough for Southside. Turn around, turn around, big win for them in Alice, but then turn around and and play Port Lavaca like Calhoun. I guarantee you, folks, Calhoun is a lot better than Alice. So we'll
0: we'll see. Both of those teams are four and one in District Southside, three and two. So. That is that is a, such a stacked district, man. And then of course, uh, Corpus yes. Christi Cal Allen is the the king of that district now, until until someone dethrones right. them.
1: No, I think Cal has one. I mean, uh, uh, Calhoun has one district loss, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it was a it was a they played an eligible player. They had beaten Alice, and then Alice got the win. So so the, the, so there you go. Wow. Okay. So it's going to be interesting. They have a, it's like uh, uh, anything can happen. We'll no kidding.
0: See. No kidding. Uh, 4A action now, 13-4A-D2, Bandera is at Eastside Memorial, that's a Thursday night game. Lano at Wimberley, Cuero at Navarro. That, uh, most years that would be a really good game, obviously Quero having a little bit of a down year, uh, but yeah, normally Cuero-Navarro is a great matchup. Yeah. 14-4A-D1, uh, Fredericksburg at Burnett, Canyon Lake at Lampasas. 14-4A-D2, Carrizo Springs at Crystal City, Hondo at Pearsall, Poteet at Divine. In 15-4A-D1, uh, Pleasanton at Jones, Bernie at Lavernia. Both of those matchups are really good. Uh, so again, Who does, does Beville Jones play? Pleasanton. That's solid. That's, all, tough. All, that's, yeah. that's another tough district. I mean, don't sleep yeah. on the 4A. No. Uh, seriously. That's,
1: that's good. I've always thought, yeah, that 4A is good. It's almost like uh, if you're going down the NCAA pecking order, it's like they're Division two. There's a lot of good teams mm-hmm. in Division two. There's a good football. There's a lot of good football in 4A, you know?
0: In uh, 153AD1, Jordington at Randolph, Carn City at Lytle, Marion at Cotula, and then in 153AD2, Poth at Dilly, Nixon Smiley at Natalia, Skidmore Tynan at Stockdale. Last but not least, our friends from the private schools, TAPS Games, uh, Houston St. Pius at Antonian, San Antonio Christian at Corpus Christi John Paul, and Tomball Concordia Lutheran at Central Catholic here in downtown San Antonio.
1: That I would you say that? That's a beautiful setting. When you go to Central Catholic, they play with you know right to the shadow of the skyline. It's just beautiful. It's a beautiful setting.
0: It is uh, another one of those places that if you if you blink you miss it. You know you don't yeah. you don't you don't know it, it's there. Yeah. Exactly, and then there are so many other. You, you talked, David, about if you're a neutral high school football fan and you just want to watch a good what, game every right. week, that could be one that seems like it's a little bit lower on your list because there are a right. lot of teams that are bigger schools. Uh, yeah. But Central Hat they have the tradition, and they have the location, and they're right there. They're right here in San Antonio. So yeah. another another great place to watch a game. Maybe you don't have the time to drive all the way out to Geronimo this week.
1: You just gave me a story idea. You know what would be a good idea for, like, in the next season or something It's to just say here or our – so you're a high school football fan, but you don't have any one team that you follow, but you want to see games throughout San Antonio. And go week by week by week here. Oh, go, that's go a that is a good idea. Yeah, go to this game. Oh, and then you kind of put a little explain. Oh, yeah, Central Catholic. Oh, it's it's right there it's downtown. Blah 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 blah. Antonian. It's nestled over there all by West Avenue. You'd never know that the I ten runs you know west of it. Then you have a uh, Loop four ten. It runs south you know, and stuff. So it's just so you could go on and on and on and on. I, I like that idea you because
0: know? you're talking about uh, you know it's it's a way to pick a game of the week for every week. Yeah, but also yeah. you you, know, you don't want to repeat. Yeah. and you don't and you want to try to get to as many different stadiums as possible. Right. I've right. seen I've seen before in in the vast landscape of college football blogs. Uh, places that will do like an FCS ultimate road trip or a D two yeah. ultimate road trip, and I'm like, who would ever do this? But that's not right. the point. The point is the point is that it's it's yeah, interesting exactly. to talk about all these different places. Yeah. Not that ex- anyone would actually physically spend <laughs> 12 weeks in the fall driving from uh, you know all over the country yeah. to watch different D two football. Maybe there's some. Maybe someone is. I just I would love to meet them uh, yeah. if that if they if they exist.
1: You know, they, you know, they're 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 out there. And then you know you could talk about the rivalries, which I think uh, you know you could do something on that, but. Uh, the last week of the season, I think Harlandale and, and McCollum, McCollum and the McCollum and Frontier Bowl, they call it for obvious reasons, the Cowboys and the Indians, and traditionally, I know McCollum has had a tough, tough time this year, uh, but uh, that, that that game always packs them in because that's the South side. Again, that whole South, that South side, it's like a community it's on its own over there where Harndale and uh, you know McCollum's on one side, Southwest Military and Harndale's on the other side, and you know that, it's a great rivalry. It's a great, great rivalry, and they They tailgate before that game. They love it. Um, They they packed a house on that night. And it'll be like that again this year, I'm sure.
0: That'll be one of the games we'll talk about next week. We'll be back in a week recapping the action from Week 10 and getting you ready for Week 11, the last week of the regular season in San Antonio. That's all the time we have this week. For David Flores, I'm Cameron Songer. Be sure to hit subscribe if you haven't already. Rate and review five stars. For more San Antonio high school football action, be sure to visit kens5.com. And, of course, stay tuned to KENS 5 every night of the week especially wednesday thursday friday and saturday as we get you ready for high school football season the playoffs are right around the corner we'll see you next time
1: thank you